Welcome to Kelly Dry's Adlaw Access Podcast, and this is Simone Roach. During the Federal Trade Commission's April 28th open meeting, commissioners utilized the one-year anniversary of the Supreme Court's decision in AMG Capital Management LLC versus FTC to highlight the implications of the ruling that gutted the enforcement authority under Section 13B of the FTC Act. Commissioners called yet again for a legislative fix and were encouraged by public remarks from a counsel to Senate Commerce Committee Chair Maria Cantwell, who delivered an update from the chair that she hoped to have a bipartisan solution soon. Whether that solution can get over the line remains far from certain. Following a presentation from Bureau of Consumer Protection Acting Deputy Director Audrey Austin, the commissioners opined on the loss of, in Chair Lena Khan's words, the key engine of our law enforcement efforts for four decades and the inability to adequately obtain monetary relief for consumers. Chair Khan and fellow Democratic Commissioner Rebecca Slaughter commended the agency's alternative enforcement approaches over the past year in AMG's wake. They highlighted the use of Section 19, new rulemakings to codify conduct that the courts had already determined was unfair or deceptive, additional administrative proceedings to preserve a pathway for monetary relief, and warning letters to businesses and the threat of civil penalties, and coordination with state attorneys general. And under those alternative enforcement pathways, however, Commissioner Slaughter said the agency's best outcomes are still justice diminished or delayed. And while all four current commissioners indicated support for legislation to clarify the agency's enforcement authority under Section 13B, comments from Republican Commissioner Christine Wilson reflect ongoing stakeholder concerns that appear to have stood in the way of Senate action following the House's passage last summer of Representative Cardenas' Consumer Protection and Recovery Act on a nearly party-line vote. Specifically, Commissioner Wilson stressed the need for statutory guardrails to address the following. One, the absence of a statute of limitations. Two, the potential unbounded use of Section 13B to achieve disgorgement in antitrust cases. And three, the application of Section 13B in consumer protection cases involving legitimate businesses selling legitimate products and services, albeit with deceptive claims. Another potential legislative flashpoint is the possible retroactive application of any new penalty authority. Commissioner Slaughter noted that $1 billion in relief could be preserved if action were taken now to restore 13B to all current and future cases. And while one can imagine a legislative framework that satisfies both sides, such a framework has not yet materialized. Further, the agency's internal politics could portend trouble for champions of an expeditious legislative solution. In a broad rebuke of Chia Khan's Federal Trade Commission, 
Commissioner Wilson warned that Congress may be wary to expand the FTC's power given recent examples of the agency using its authority in a way that exceeds statutory boundaries or undermines congressional intent. She urged her colleagues to tread carefully and noted the importance of demonstrating the agency will be careful stewards of any new enforcement authority bestowed upon it. And as we've written before, while there is bipartisan support for holding scammers and fraudsters accountable and providing for consumer redress, Congress's sense of urgency to pass legislation clarifying the FTC's authority under Section 13B seems to have waned as partisan tensions, both in Congress and the agency, have intensified. Meanwhile, the Senate may vote as soon as the week of May 2nd on Alvaro Bedoya's nomination to serve on the Federal Trade Commission. The confirmation vote had originally been expected the week of April 25th, but was delayed due to the absence of two Democratic senators. Perhaps reflective of those above-mentioned partisan tensions, Commissioner-designate Bedoya is expected to need the votes of all 50 Senate Democrats in addition to the tie-breaking vote of Vice President Kamala Harris. If you'd like more information on what you've heard on this topic, please contact either John Villafranco or Maggie Crosby, and you can find their contact details in the show notes. Also, please see our Advertising and Privacy Law Resource Center available at kellydry.com.